Welcome to Bruin Source. This is Isaiah. This is Zed. And we're recording the day after the thriller yesterday in Pullman. Oh my gosh. What happened? I I, I don't, I can't explain that. I don't know. I woke up, I was like, that was the strangest dream I had. Man, this is what happens when you stay up watching a game after midnight. Things get strange. I feel like I uh, for me I watched I mean you can just hear more more pep in how we were speaking about UCLA but I honestly felt like I watched two and a half games um it felt it was just a crazy experience just as a fan watching on TV and it's so funny now like the ESPN pundits the national media is like what happened like for a Pac-12, I mean, even for a Pac-12 after dark game, that was pretty insane. That took it to another level. That was like uber Pac-12 after dark. That was like... Yeah, it, into, was, it and, was on crack. Yeah. It, and it made no sense. <laughs> None of it made any sense. <laughs> it makes no sense. I'm still wondering how we got to win. Like, the QB who threw nine touchdowns lost. If Like, that's incredible. Just imagine the bets. If, if someone the week before said, hey, a QB somewhere... In this country, is going to throw nine touchdowns at the college level. Um, are they going to win or lose? I would like to see that survey. I I would not bet against that. No, not at all. Um, but yeah, here we are. We're looking at a basketball score. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> I saw someone tweeted out last night like, Damn, Mick Cronin's gonna have lower scoring games in this this football <laughs> game. And I was like, it's probably true. I know he probably won't crack it by his uh, fourth game like Chip Kelly has. Oh my gosh. Yeah, so this is it's it's I'm I'm excited because this we actually feel good about breaking down this game. We can just we can actually speak about it. Uh, we saw this team grow up really quick, um, which was nice to see. Um, and see, I. I'm not convinced this is an actual turning point. And that's what makes it even strange, more strange. I agree. But uh, I do think we saw that this team still has an energy and like a brotherhood amongst each other. I saw a lot of people just, I mean, even when we were looking on social media, but it seemed one thing we talked about the Oklahoma game that was mentioned was just the lack of energy on the sidelines and everyone seemed defeated and wondering if that was going to change. And this was the exact type of boost that was needed. Uh, whether, I mean, we'll see again. I, I The curse with winning is that you look ahead, right? But we'll see what happens next week. They have another road game in Arizona, but we'll get to that later. But Right. My, my concern isn't necessarily with the players, though, um, like my concern is still with the coaches and and we can go into that but but schematically what we're doing in the first half and what we were doing in the second half i just it it doesn't make sense why we haven't been doing what we did in the second half of last night's game yes all season long. so i think we should start with let's go through the game let's break it down yeah let's um, do it so washington washington state received the ball uh and gordon Early on through interception, he wasn't looking, and Josh Woods snuck in the middle and was able to snatch it. Um, and that set us up for a pretty nice, well, first DTR again missed the open throw. 
Um, I believe who was that? Was that to was to one of our tight ends? I don't know yeah, if it was, it was to Asiasi. Was it to Asiasi or I was gonna say the other walk on that? Uh, Dulcich, Dulcich is his name. It was one of those two. And but then they came back and they ran a pretty open play. They're able to pull the defense to the left and they got Josh Kelly open. I don't know, was that a wheel route or just like he just jumped out, and uh and we were like oh wow okay UCLA may cover the first quarter. But we've done this before. Exactly. And that's, all of us were just like cautiously optimistic about it. Um, and then from there on, what happened next? I, I'm still di- dissecting this game, but I, we can bounce back and forth. Uh, they, Washington State answered, so they tied it up. Pretty easily. They moved the ball Pretty down quickly, yeah. Um, I believe then we responded with a field goal in the first half, and they tied it up again, from what I remember, and then we scored another touchdown, and so it was 17-10 in the first half. Um, and then after that... Sorry, you mean first quarter? The, sorry, yeah, the first quarter. I um, think it was it was 10-7. It was, t- was it 10-7? Yeah. yeah, you're right. It was yeah. 10-7. And so that was that was the first quarter we won all season, I think. And then it, the wheels fell off right after that. Then Washington State just, like, started going crazy in the second quarter. And that goes to what you were alluding to of our scheme. If any team you were going to... To, to 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 give coverage or just take our players off. It wasn't this team. This was not the team that you give wide receivers. Look, uh, I, and that amount of space. My my biggest takeaway from this game, and this is something sort of we we've been saying or I've been saying at least. Jerry Azenaro needs to fucking go. He needs to go. He is a terrible defensive coordinator. And I think that's consensus amongst Bruin fans. Uh, the even the beat writers were writing about his past. He hasn't been successful in any stop that he has. And last night, I mean, we still yeah we won, but he still allowed sixty three points. If we look at the averages for this, in seven hundred twenty yards, it's insane. That's two games worth of of all <laughs> of offense that we have allowed. He he allowed an air raid offense to average 7.2 yards on the ground that's insane we i mean it was so funny because the the running back board borgi i believe who i never as soon as it was the early on they had they did the whole white running back comparison to christian mccaffrey which i found pretty humorous because <laughs> i was like i mean he runs like other running backs too but whatever and but then he started to look like Christian McCaffrey later on in, throughout the game. I was like, oh, my gosh, they called it. Uh, so I was laughing at it, but and then I was crying about it later. Um, but, yeah, it was insane that he allowed that many yards. Um, it was just the lack of tackling, the lack of technique. Um, I mean, and then here was another thing. we like, As Bruin fans, we know Darnay. It's his first game back, and he's been hampered by that injury. And his, I believe, is is it? He got ankle? burned a lot. He got burned, and I, I don't know about you, but I took that as like oh, it's his first game back, and he didn't have safety help on a lot of his plays, and they took advantage of it. And I, I'm, I tend to think that 
that's not the Holmes we're going to see for the rest of the season. But he sure did get exploited, and they kept going to him, and there were no adjustments. And that goes back to what you said. Azanero needs to go. Yeah, I mean, look, we have four games this season, all of last season, and we have not shown any sort of defensive improvements. It's the same, like, three issues we can't tackle. We play these stupid off coverages, like, and we just bend, 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 and then break in the red zone. And so to think it's going to get any better or we're going to improve on that end is just foolish at this point. And, And it goes back to... Alzanaro. Yeah. And his scheming, in my opinion. His I, I don't think So let me know, ask, if you if you did if you were to remove him, who would you have uh, replace him in the interim? I, I have somebody in mind, but I want to see what you're going ooh, to say. Interim, like somebody currently on the staff. What would be the band aid to this issue? Rhodes? I was going to say Rhodes. I mean, we already know, if you've listened to the last episodes, that I I still have some faith that Rhodes has it, but I would say so. Yeah, and and the the um, the technique thing, I think, comes some of that comes from Rhodes, especially with the turnovers. I know they were emphasizing a lot of, um, you know, punch-outs and that kind of uh, technique during fall camp and practices, and so... We saw some of that come into play this game, obviously. And, and I think the, the turnover situation that we forced six turnovers this game is sort of a false flag. Um, I don't think it should ever come to that, that we need like these amount of turnovers to save, save ourselves right. in this game. And, and turnovers are a fluky thing. Like You can do whatever, play perfect coverages, play, you know technique and do whatever possible and you still might not get the get the turnover on a play so I just I and I think a lot of people are going to start pointing oh look we turned the ball over six times the defense won this game no no it didn't the defense almost I mean even at the end almost lost us the game I will say in the second half we tightened up coverage a little bit just enough uh, to disrupt Washington State's passing offense to win the game. You know, we dropped some linebackers back a little bit into space to, to cover a little bit more and, and stuff like that. But the lack of pass rush is terrible. We still couldn't tackle. Like, there's still just a lot of endemic things on the defensive side of the ball that just I don't think are going to improve under Azanaro. And I am all aboard the fighter Jerry Azanaro train. So, with that being said, let's get to the, the positives of the game and de- and the offense. Yeah, I mean, we saw in the second half a different team. But that was the thing. So, the first drive we saw, okay, I mean, it wasn't very much room for them to work with. So, they were, they were in that case... Uh, they were going to run a few plays because we were already about 20 yards away. But um, in the second half, we just saw less motion. We saw more up-tempo. We saw urgency with the team. Uh, DTR was much more smarter with his plays. We saw in the first half, if you remember, he um, he literally uh, had that one 
run where he could have ran in for at least a first down when they were near the goal line. And then yep, he, ch- he missed the throw against Devin Asiasi. And I and this is the sec I think in the second half he was he was in that play in that case, even with him hampered as he was, he would have ran and said, Block for me, you know, to get the pass. Cause there was a much more calmness to him. There was a much more it, it, uh, I don't like it was just a different DTR in the sense of how he it was, was managing strange. how he was managing the game it was like he was over his nerves and you can also feel like the team was starting to believe DTR was focused and he wasn't focused on just being a QB he thinks he should be because he feels I mean you can feel the chip on his shoulder no pun intended when you watch him play but at the end it felt like he like he literally play like the QB we expected in his sophomore year. And it was great to see. Um, there was no back foot passes like we saw in the first half where he threw the interception. As soon as he does that flip um, where he like he does a spin and he scrambles, and then you just see it's, it's literally like a reflex where he just heaves it. And you're like, yep. no! Every, I'm just expecting it in a defender's hands. It's like PTSD. And he needs to be better at throwing the ball away. Yeah, and he did that in the second half. Remember, he just he finally threw it away. He did, and that's those are the type of plays like you're seeing him mature. And again, I mean, I don't want to give uh, Chip Kelly uh, like much more credit or you know validation on the fact he says this is a young team. But what we saw throughout this t- game is when I go back and I said we're growing up fast is that we saw a DTR grow up fast in that game. And kind of, I mean, I thought he was doing things that we saw back in the Washington game last year. Funny enough, this is against Washington State, but we saw him more manage the game much better in the second half. And I think that also just comes from the synergy of the team just playing well, like giving him the breaks. And that's what needs to happen. Like, you know, if we're having Felton playing amazing and, (laughs) <laughs> missing tackles and running back, you know, TDs. He, he did, it's, yeah, we need that type of playmaking. He turned it on for sure. Um, and again, I am, I, I agree with you, super happy to see him succeed like that. Um, it was, it's curious how he just, I don't know what happened, but mentally he just, he seemed to have locked in and it's sort of inexplicable. Um, but, I do think part of the reason for that is Chip switched to the spread in the second half and more up-tempo. And getting those little bit more of a simplified, fast playbook seemed to have really benefited him and getting those plays that he probably understands a little bit better, getting those players into space for him to get the ball too much quicker. Like, all that kind of stuff really plays to his strengths. And so... It just, like, why did it take, you know, three and a half games for Chip, who is this alleged offensive guru who has had immense, immense, immense uh, success with the spread offense. Like, he's one of the pioneers of it. And it took three and a half games to realize that, hey, if we run the spread offense, we could actually have a pretty good offense. And that, like, and this is why I'm not ready to call him some sort of offensive genius for that output or chips or... back no 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 i see i'm not ready and and this is i'm also not ready to say this is a turning point because i'm not convinced that chip kelly is going to abandon his like 
his other stupid scheme that he's trying to outsmart everyone with. The motions and the shifts and the, yeah. The motions and the shifts and the power running. There was one play in the first half I very vividly remember where it was nine blockers. We had four tight ends on the, in, on the play, and we still <laughs> lost two fucking yards. <laughs> it, like, it was just one of those things like, yeah, this is a feat. This is quite the feat. Again. Like, it, it's clearly not working, and the second half proved that the spread is working with this group of players. I mean, we talk about how it, it emphasizes DTR skill set. Look at what Felton did with, in the second half. I mean, my God, he just went ape shit on them. Like, he was catching the ball, running out of the backfield, returned. Like, he just... He was just so good. I haven't seen a performance from an offensive player like that for a very long time. Like, last last player I remember doing anything remotely crazy like that was, I guess, Josh Kelly last year ran, ran all over SC, and then before then, Lasley. But, like... Yeah, I would say Lasley... From every angle, from special teams to offense, like, it was impressive. I would say Where's this kid been all year. I know the 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 comparison you made when you brought up Lasley was the one I was thinking about against SC, uh, but we ended up losing that game by five points. Right. So back right. in two thousand seventeen, um, but yeah, Felton. I mean, we saw flashes of it. I was thinking about. It. I was like, we've seen that Felton can do this against Cincinnati, but during the Cincinnati game, he was just also just taking so many reps at running back because we didn't have Josh Kelly who who also did run for 90 yards this game, and everybody felt he was going to break one. He did himself, and he unfortunately did it. But this is uh, this is what I mean. Like, uh, you speaking about the second half and where we saw Chip Kelly just not overthinking things and just sticking to his gut. He, it, the goal line plays where he had for, um, where we had, where we're looking like we're going to go for a run play, guess what he did? He had DTR keep it, and DTR right. had two TDs. Every in the past, we would have definitely seen him try to push Josh Kelly in. Then it would have taken extra plays. Our def, you know, our offensive line. No, just don't overthink it. Do a run option. DTR can go ahead and he can break to the edge and he'll go ahead and get that TD. He literally limped in on that second second run, the TD. To um, yeah, it, it just take advantage of his athleticism there. Yeah, and use the personnel you have. Um, and we got to see, I mean, Chase Cota, I've been waiting for a big game for him and we got to see him hit a great game used in space. And he clearly, I mean, okay, now I'm going back to the first half that just that Hail Mary pass. I, you know, what's funny. <laughs> I was going to tweet. I was going to be like, watch, we'll throw a Hail Mary. It'll somehow end up with an under the five yard line. And by the time I was typing it, <laughs> it happened. It happened. Yeah. And then. It just I just changed it to the most UCLA play ever. It's an ever. impressive throw. It was an impressive throw, and we know DTR has one of the strongest arms. If you like read reports this offseason, they had like a QB competition, I believe, in Brentwood, and he was like there with other QBs like Tua and and the other guys, and he outthrew them. Like he has a rocket, and that's never been the issue. We always knew he had an arm, and to see that, I don't know. I was laughing. I was like. I guess that was a sign that the second half was going to be insane if this was going to happen. <laughs> um, right, it was, it was a little bit of foreshadowing happening there. It was, and 
and for Chase Cota to catch that, like, it just his instincts. Like, those are players, like, the players who did really well are the ones, Asi Asi, he was very reliable mm-hmm. amongst the middle, very reliable hands. Like, DTR snuck a throw in there. And it, and the, a lot of wide receivers or tight ends can't just catch that, and he still took the confidence. Like, it's going to hit me in the gut right between two defenders, and he fell right in the middle for about a 13-yard gain. Those are the type of plays, like, I mean, we, we don't want – those to be the similar plays but we have I think we have a good receiving core um a good enough to utilize and if DTR just calms down he's able to hit them Chase Coda has had a great game um I think it was overshadowed by Felton's game but he also sure. I believe what did he have 147 yards and his yeah he had team? nearly 150 yards yeah and that is such an ideal game for a wide receiver you know, and so we had two, I mean, again, the numbers are inflated in this game, given the fact that defense was non-existent, but we had, we had our wide receivers show that they are talented, and, and our offense can score if the schemes are there. It's like, it's finally like the, off, the offensive coaches, I mean, I want, the offensive coaches got their heads out of their asses. And finally just said, hey, we have nothing to lose. We're not trying to show anything. Let's just go try to win. And it felt like that. And our team felt it. They felt they saw things working. They built off that. The momentum shift. We all, even when, I think the biggest thing is when we saw it was, it was 49-38, we still had the feeling of like UCLA is going to be in this. We're down by 11, but we all had a yeah, feeling like agreed. the momentum's already there. It's not even the end of the third quarter. UCLA is going to be in this. And we didn't know if necessarily going to win. I mean, Chip Kelly almost messed it up, not by kicking <laughs> a field goal, right? Which I didn't won- hate that call. I hated it. Um, I went back and forth on it. Initially, my, gut, my reaction was like, oh, my God, what is he doing? And then I was like, look. If we're going to win, win games, this is, this is the kind of tough call that we're going to need to be be making and i i appreciated the the gutsiness of it i guess afterwards um you know what i didn't I, hate I totally going for it going for, i i think the logical thing not the emotional thing would have been to go for the the field goal no no i didn't hate let me clarify i didn't hate going for it on fourth and i believe it was fourth and five or fourth and four was i hated yeah. the fact that we went for a pass i just think we should have or the pass that we went for I didn't like the, the actual play call. Play call. The play call was bad for fourth and five. Fair. And I think it should have been some type of option or something. I mean, it's five yards. Like, if a player can get two yards, he can try to stretch for, you know, the the other three. And so that was my grip with it. I understood. I mean, when usually coaches do that in college, like if you come back from a big play, you don't want to go in overtime with a team that's that's had the lead. And... So Chip's mind was right there, but just the play call itself was one that, I again, I thought he was like, you're going to go to Felton, who's been locked in on, you know, during the night and has been able to, to get it done. But on this call, like, it has to be. Or if he went somewhere else, I understand the coverage was pretty good, but that's to my point. It should have been some other type of play, whether it would have been a run. They knew it was coming. And they knew it was coming. Yeah, it was very predictable in terms of the actual play call. Um, right. Yeah, but again, and then we saw another punch out at the end. Um, 
it, it, luckily, it, the, like, that was another play. Of course, it was called down, but it favored ourselves, like, the Pac-12 refs got hey, it Pac-12 right. Pac-12 refs were our friends. They got it For right us. on this. Yeah, we, and I was just joking, like, uh, watch the Pac-12 refs are going to let them keep the ball. They're going to probably run it out. We'll lose by three. It's just, that's, again, it still has that, I mean, you know that uh, the Bruin Battered Syndrome, the BBS, that's <laughs> well known amongst our, our Bruin community, but. Yeah, that, I I don't know. I one thing we should also talk about is the special teams. Wow, uh, who knew that special teams could actually be an asset? And we didn't give up any big special teams play as right. well. I mean, granted, they didn't punt till the eleventh possession, but still, we didn't give up any special teams play. No, and and again, it just shows like if we put some of these guys in in successful positions like they will deliver phillips had that great return felton again like his name keeps popping up but his he deserves all the credit he had that return like and the punting was good i thought lee's had that had one punt where he just boomed it down to like their at least their 10 or 5 yard line um yeah it, it was surprising and shocking to see like ucla special teams hasn't been good for a couple of years. Molson didn't miss anything. Yeah. So that was good to see. JJ stepped up, hit that field goal. Early got on. Got all those PATs. Like, not a whole lot to criticize. There were a couple of, and, and overall, not just special teams, there were a couple of sloppy, stupid penalties. Actually, I think we had 10 for, like, over 100 yards. That is still worrying to me. Like, we should not be... This is like getting to Mora level penalties again. I, I, I agree. I, it felt like we cleaned this up last year, and it's going like we're reverting. Like I don't understand what it is about UCLA and penalties. For example, I had I a grip with like Darnay Holmes. You got beat. Yeah, this is like the f- the tenth time. It wasn't the tenth, but it, this is like the f- third time you got beat. Why are you holding a face mask? And luckily, it was just on the kickoff. But it's like those frustration things. And again, I put this to Darnay's first game back, him knowing he's he's a lot more talented than that, but it was another one of those. Like there were mental penalties that weren't just on the play, it was just like frustration penalties. Just yeah, just stupid, like undisciplined things that they were doing that cost real yards and like they and it piled up. Um and it's it, that's that's frustrating. That's just the classic definition of shooting yourself in the foot. Um, there was the the fourth down play or third down play that we were third and five, and then we ended up having to go like third and fifteen because of a a penalty. Like there just there were too many instances where we just like we killed ourselves, and it's just very 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 frustrating. Like to have a successful season, we need to clean that up. Um, but yeah, it's, that's, that was another issue I had with the game overall and the team overall. Um, we just, I mean, we just talked about the offensive, uh, display, but I do want to kind of asterisk that with Washington State's defense is also abysmal. Like they are not a good defensive unit. So... Again, this goes back to me saying earlier, like, it was just, just a flash in the pan, or are we going to actually 
you know, build on this. And it's still feels to me that this could have just been a one-off thing. The pessimist in me is saying that. And I, I mean, I think we all think that's fair. It's just after the results we've seen in the first three games and what we saw in the second quarter of this game, it's hard to believe that we actually scored that amount of touchdowns in 19 minutes. We put, we put up 50 yards, I mean 50 points in the um, and 50 points in the, in the second right. half. And, and, and that's going to be replicated. And we have it. Yeah, and that's replicated. We yeah, and we believe that that's going to be replicated or some form of that. Like, that, I mean, is that actually, I would like to look up if that's a Chip Kelly record in terms of points in that amount of time uh, from back to his Oregon days. But, I don't know. but that just Question. speaks to how much of a fluke this could be. Um, but we don't need this every game. That's the thing. Well, we may if our defense plays like this. But we just right. need what we saw in the second half, the best part of it. Yes, the scoring was great. The scoring is high. But what we saw was just a team that was driven, that the offense didn't seem like they made enough mistakes to shoot them in the foot, All right? Yeah, we did have some dumb holding calls, and these things stacked up. Uh, and I think the O-line played maybe their – I mean, they obviously played their best game of the season. and But that's what I'm saying. We just want progression. That's what we asked for before this game. Um, going into Pac-12 play, and we got to see that in the second half, and we just yeah. hope it. And again, uh, for what we've seen, if we go from Stanford to since Stanford last year, since Cincinnati, now we've seen there's been regression. So until we see consistent, uh, exactly, it, it, consistency on that side of the ball on the offense, then we are we're gonna continue to just enjoy this moment exactly for what it is, and not get ahead of ourselves and say, hey, we are. Uh, now we're going to go win the rest of the like five, you know, the next four games against the Pac-12 opponents. It's, right. It, and, and try to maintain some balance here and level-headedness. Yeah, I, I, I think, you know, as, as fans, we, we enjoy this moment and revel in it and, you know, just be happy for the fact that we have a W for one weekend at least this year after the last three. And I, I think that's something to celebrate, but I think it's it's a, a foolish thing to kind of extrapolate this into and predicting further success just based off this one game. Um, I'm not saying it couldn't happen, and I would just, you know, love to to eat crow on this. And, you know, people, people were calling uh, us out on Twitter yesterday because before the game, like we were saying, look, we have no chance to win this game. Um, and you know, people were like, Oh my God, did you, you guys missed this? I was like, look, I watched the entire game and I'm more than happy to eat crow here. I am very happy that we won this game. I, I had no way of predicting this. Had any of you guys who are calling us out watched any UCLA before this game, you would not have also predicted that we win this game. So like more than happy to be wrong about it. And I get, I will be more than happy to be wrong about going forward. Uh, if we actually build off this hell. Yeah. I'll be stoked, but I, I just, there's too many red flags for me to actually buy into this still. And starting with, you know, Chip Kelly's own getting in his own way, Jerry Ozanaro being the DC, uh, all bunch of different factors we've already talked about. So yeah, for, for one day, 
we'll we'll celebrate and then we'll see where we go from here. Yeah. I just I just hope that we actually do turn the corner. And it's frustrating because had we even put, you know, a quarter of this offensive, you know, outburst into San Diego State or even Cincinnati, we would have probably won those games. Yeah. We'd be sitting at three and one right now. I, w- I think we... and now, three at the worst. And now we, that's what we talked about. I mean, Oklahoma definitely would have... I don't see any way we win that game uh, with this offense. We might but, have been respectable against them, though. But we, we maybe we put up in, you know, in the mid-30s in terms of an offense performance, and, and that's pretty good against... Uh, or what would be expected against their, their, uh, their defense which is still to be seen. But so it's it's interesting. Like I think I, the metaphor I'm thinking of here is that right now we've seen a car, right, that has turned around, has gone into first gear, and we want to see if it can go into second, right, and before yep. before stalling. Because right now it's, it's in first gear. Um, luckily it has a stall. Rolling. We're rolling, rolling. but... Uh, we just left a stop sign and that is after doing you know a complete t-turn and so i i agree with you again this is like so it was entertaining it was college football it was pac-12 after dark it was all of that and we're just going to keep it at that uh for our own and i like you said to the point i enjoyed looking at our timeline of our very 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 reactionary moments that's what we're meant to do that's very much college football like we're supposed to do that um and again luckily I, I don't know if it's a good thing i was i was it, the stats of like hey um ucla has been uh part of the two of the biggest three comebacks in cfb history and my biggest thing was i don't want to be a part of these comebacks in the sense of being down 30 something points being last night it was 32 the other game was i, I believe 34 against a&m I was at that game. It was great. I mean, it's fun, but like, it's not sustainable. Yeah, and many of us were probably in positions. I know I was. You were at the game, right? I I just want to win. Was uh, at a bar here in New York, and every one of all my UCLA friends had left, and we sat there in the bar, and that was an amazing experience. I won't forget it. But I just want to win consistently, and I think that's the biggest thing. We just want consistency. Yeah, agreed. And we'll see if we get it next week. Um, there was there was a fun stat that you you mentioned to me off the record uh, about Dan Guerrero. Want to know since he announced his retirement, <laughs> which I I think is the most ESPN like stat that we can come up with on the Bruin source. So <laughs> I think you know where where our brand is heading. In regards to DG, we're going to keep an eye on that with Mick and Chip Kelly. Uh, I I think we're on to something personally, but, you know, I don't know. If we if we pick off and beat Arizona next week, then, hell yeah, the DG curse is lifting and, and we might not be mediocre anymore. So what do you expect from the Arizona game? Uh, I'm expecting a shootout, like... It's it's you know our defense isn't gonna be great. Their defense isn't great. Um, you know Tate and that offense can put up points as well. And so if we play like we did in the second half offensively, 
it's it's just going to be a high-scoring game. It's not going to be last night's game. It's not going to be that crazy, but I, I do think it's going to be, you know, somewhere <laughs> in the 30s, high 20s oh, for each man. team. Um, and I, I just... I have a hard time actually saying we're going to win this game, but, you know, there's a chance if we actually do build off of this week and, and we'll, we'll, we'll see. But my, my score prediction, I would say is like, I would say 28, 35 UCLA loses by a touchdown. That's, that's yeah. kind of where I'm at. Uh, um, I don't want to think about those. I'm just going to think defense about the steps up a little bit. Then game now. Um, yeah, and I, I take it, it that you don't have faith. I'm interested in, to see. Yeah, I, Arizona was no, a game I think I had. I was I was Us all winning? believing him in Pullman. I don't even remember my predictions even after anymore. Game, like, hey, I them all after oh, yeah. the <laughs> here's your win, but uh, um, this wasn't your win. This was but all they're offense. definitely a vulnerable <laughs> team that we win. can we can. And I I was all uh, so just left. I just I don't want to see that Santa looking again. I think if we do beat them, it's going to be another. Not as Fair crazy enough. as this, but a crazy I mean, shootout. I'm, I'm, I'm done with that dude. Yeah. That's, that's like the only one we're going to be I think games. he's going to be taking up air Unless time our defense actually ratchets we, it up. Like, our there. defense is terrible. But, you know, oh, and, yeah, and the fact and that so he refuses to speak we're to gonna media, have like, more I get crazy it. It sucks to talk to media, but displays to, to win games. hundreds of thousands of dollars. It's sort of similar to the Washington State model, actually. It's like their defense has never been good about why you can't do it. But they just... Score it's just, I think the silence you can't jamming. stop them. So he knows he sucks. He's not going to say we, anything about we it. Can, he knows he sucks. You know, even play mediocre like, defense, and we might win a few more games. He needs we'll to go. See if that's um, the, I do the way he's gonna gonna perform. Yeah, right. and I actually I think next week is going to be a little bit better. Well, for him. they're always going to be open the, the way schemes, we play defense. I just think. That, so it doesn't uh, matter. Arizona doesn't I, have the wide We do have to watch out for Tate's legs. Washington State I mean, we has, saw what Tua so did to us. Or not Tua. Plays. Um, in that sense, most of them will be Jalen Hurts. From Tate, but I don't think he's going to be making the reads that Gordon made. Yeah, the hell of a so, game. Uh, like, and, um, I think, that, I think that Arizona sense, is a very beautiful team. I actually team, am a little bit more optimistic. And I think optimistic. we pick them off if we play the way Because of what I've seen in the second half, I'm going to give the players... Um, uh, the benefit of doubt, and I think that but energy I don't and momentum know. in college football is so important. Uh, you know, being on the road again, even and, uh, with what happened in the past, just, they have short memories, it's hard and so to the say. players are able to build off um, that. Do we get? And I think we pull Chip Kelly, or do we get back? Uh, to I am Scooby uh, Wright. Like Scooby Wright on defense. Who is knows? Who I'm I'm a little scared of making plays yeah. against our, but, our like up the middle or yeah, against our our wide receivers or defenders. Wait, but I do want to point out we are now. Officially one and zero since Dan Guerrero. Scooby Wright has. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm thinking Willer. Do you know who I'm thinking of, Willer? Yeah, I yeah. was like Scooby Sorry. Wright hasn't played for them for like, like that was the biggest five even. <laughs> I would say. <laughs> I think he's gonna come back. Win. That was the biggest but, uh, news last week. But in that sense, so I have a completely botched the name and the player. But regardless, <laughs> Willer is someone to watch, and and I don't want him to have a breakout game against us because he has the tools. But um, yeah, other than that, the, I think our defense of, built of off Dan of Guerrero's mediocrity is lifting over us. And it's my prediction. Now we might um, actually not I, I suck just, and I, and I, anymore. I, I don't actually know. predict that we will be I'm winning just the game, but... and then Arizona will rally to a loss. And so, yeah, I, I think as it saves his 
but no but no pun intended um for another week um, i'm gonna say we lose for for that game but that's my prediction for Arizona. 35 i hope you're right i i hope you're right we'll see um i i think the bigger news for ucla <laughs> as a whole over the next you know decade uh, I hope was you're right. The Guerrero uh, retirement announcement that we mentioned a couple of years ago or a couple minutes ago uh, that could have lasting impacts on on the school's athletic department as a whole, depending on who we hire. And it'll it'll be very interesting to see how we approach this hire. Like, are we going to go out of the family and go get a big time guy? that will run an athletics department the way, you know, fans want it to be run like a, a big time school, or are we going to try to hire within the family and, you know, get another sort of bureaucrat? It's going to be interesting. Like, or, or do we find someone who kind of fits both of those, you know, within the Bruin family, but also, you know, will is going to invest in winning, not just balancing the budget all the time. I, sports as a tool of success in regards of that's just not the only right thing. and and it's i think you can time and time again it's kind of shows that like if we get our revenue sports going and make a ton of money off of those and are successful that just benefits the athletics department all like, around it's all just around. strength yeah yeah it's not rocket science, but, you know, it'll be interesting to watch over the next year how that search goes. Uh, I'm not super confident that, hey, you know, I hope Gene you're Brock right. is going to make I, I do want to just make one quick this, but last comment about no, there's last a big opportunity game. here. Uh, so we'll see. Yesterday's game. It was sweet. We'll see. Yeah, I'm excited to see who we hire. first um, loss of the season after all the comments about California and, and whatnot. I think there are some some potential candidates that I mean even I know we we don't want to go just to get a UCLA person and because the school across town usually get their own guy but I think it would be important in this time and age (laughs) especially what are we what are we missing UCLA has in a revenue sport someone who understands the potential to build up you know that those two sports to emphasize that so someone with I think, I mean, basketball in itself, I think, is always bound to bounce back because it gets, it has the privilege and benefit to, to lean on its historical prestige. But right. I do feel that um, if we have somebody with a bat, football background in some sense, they yeah. are able to help us out and put emphasis on I can do like 15 football, more minutes. Then we're good. We're good to go. And we will see such an impact and we'll see accountability amongst, you know, the players um, and I and the coaching staff and what's happening with that. And You're listening to the- not necessarily we don't want our next AD to be on Chip's like on, on Chip's head every single game, you know, but making sure to just meet with Chip. And say, like, hey, what is your plan? What is your so, yeah, let's plan? Just, you start from there. Um, which at at the point next year we'll see what the result is this season, but it is going to be a turning point because the AD is going to come in and he's not going to hire these two coaches. So what is his plan for the two, and how does he assess both of them? How much time does he give them to show the results? What are his expectations? <laughs> what is his timeline? What's his projections? 
Um, it'll be curious to see. And if it's someone who understands where UCLA can be. Everybody's always like, this is a sleeping giant. Um, in football, everybody's like, this is a blue blood that's uh, that can easily bounce back. So it'll be interesting to see now that we're at the turn of, you know, in the 20s, if we can go ahead and make that the roaring 20s for UCLA fans and alumni. Yeah. And Agreed. just the students, just bring back. We, we're sitting on so much gold, and it's so... Bring that passion back to Westwood. Bring it back, because we know when we entered it's school, we were fun. like, oh, yeah. I mean, it's fun, but Basketball like, it's games, not sustainable. And, we sucked. <laughs> and then we sucked, and there was maybe a few, to, a few camp outs. So bring that back. Just bring the magic back to Westwood. Yeah, yeah it's exciting times. Um, got anything else? Uh, other than that, we have... Uh, I guess updates on the score. Water polo, number two in the country, beat Pepperdine, which yeah, was number agreed. six, 14 to 12. So um, they're continuing to roll. And then also the other one was that uh, men's soccer lost to Oregon State, which was tough. But we know understand since that he Oregon announced State his retirement. I mean, UCLA's men's soccer, is, it's a, it's a first-year coach. transition so, phase right now. Yeah, so not much there. Um and what else? Uh, Mick is continuing to recruit. I think yesterday it, uh, we found out, or last week actually, yesterday we uh, found out I, that Joshua I think we're on to something personally, but, you know. Leaning towards UCLA. So if we, if we pick off again and beat Arizona next week, then optimism. hell yeah. The something DG better. curse is lifting, yeah, so Mick and, seems and we to might just not be mediocre anymore. Doing everything we want him to do before the season and even more uh, he's already I'm got, expecting a shootout uh, like, um, so that is a good it's, start it's, so you know our defense is going to be great I think that's it in great. terms of other tidbits cool well um, follow us on you know, Twitter Kate, check us out on Facebook put up um, points as well and so if we play like we did in the second half tweeting, um, you know send us it's, a, it's just going to be a high school back. game it's you not going to be last night's game we're happy it's to not going to be that crazy but I, I do think it's going to um, be other than that we still have our you know somewhere weekly, in the 30s uh, high 20s for each four team guide. Um, this week actually it's alive it's back from the dead I have a hard time actually saying we're going to win this game. It might have some bearing on us since we have you know, there's a chance gotten a if we actually w do build in the, off of this week. Book, so, and, yeah. Um, we'll, other than that, we'll, I think we'll we're going to sign off. So we'll My, my score prediction, I would say, is Go like, Bruins. I would say 28-35 UCLA loses by a touchdown. That's that's kind of where I'm at. Um, if the defense steps up a little bit, then maybe we win. No, hell no. I was I was all for leaving him in Pullman. Hell yeah. Like I was all if they just left him. I just I don't want to see that Santa looking dude in a UCLA shirt ever again. Like I'm 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 done with that dude. He's garbage. Hell yeah. And the fact that he refuses to speak to media, like, I get it. It sucks to talk to media, but you're being paid hundreds of thousands of dollars to put together a competent defense, and you can't, and people have fucking questions about why you can't do it. It's just, I think the silence is damning. 
he knows he sucks. He's not going to say anything about it because he knows he sucks. And, like, he needs to go if that's the the way he's going to gonna perform. Hope you're right. Wait, who? Isn't Scooby Wright in the NFL now? Yeah, I was like, Scooby Wright hasn't played for them for like five years now. I hope you're right. I I hope you're right. We'll see. Um, I I think the bigger news for UCLA as a whole over the next you know decade um, was the Guerrero uh, retirement announcement that we mentioned a couple of years ago or a couple minutes ago. Uh, that could have lasting impacts on on the school's athletic department as a whole, depending on who we hire. And it'll, it'll be very interesting to see how we approach this hire. Like, are we going to go out of the family and go get a big time guy that will run an athletics department the way, you know, fans want it to be run like a, a big time school, or are we going to try to hire within the family and, you know, get another sort of bureaucrat? It's going to be interesting. Like, or or do we find someone who kind of fits both of those, you know, within the Bruin family, but also, you know, will is going to invest in winning, not just balancing the budget all the time. I right, and and it's I think you can time and time again, it's kind of shows that like if we get our revenue sports going and make a ton of money off of those and are successful, that just benefits the athletics department like all around. Yeah. 
it's not rocket science, but you know, it'll be interesting to watch over the next year how that search goes. Uh, I'm not super confident that, you know, Gene Block is going to make some sort of great hire with this, but you know, there's a big opportunity here. So we'll see. Right. Yeah, agree. Bring that passion back to Westwood. Then we sucked. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's exciting times. Um, got anything else? transition phase right now.
would love it. Cool. Well, follow us on Twitter. Check us out on Facebook. Um, we're we're constantly tweeting. Um, you know, send us a tweet us back if you want to engage in conversation. We're happy to respond. Um, other than that, we still have our weekly uh, who you rooting for guide. Um, this week, actually. <laughs> It might have some some bearing on us since we have gotten a W in the in the book. So yeah. Um, other than that, I think we're gonna sign off. So we'll catch you guys next week and go Bruins. <laughs>